I guess it depends on several uh, parameters. Mm-hmm. One of these is its uh, date. Uh, I guess it's the, the most ancient entire Hebrew Bible, Bible that we have today. Uh, actually, Codex Sassoon is, is the name that they came up with for the auction. Uh, we scholars uh, call it Sassoon 1053. Mm. Uh, it's, uh, according to carbon-14 tests, it should be dated to late 9th or early 10th century CE. So it makes it maybe the earliest, almost complete Bible that we have today. Uh, the other claimant to the throne is uh, actually called the crown, Haketer in Hebrew, mm-hmm. the famous Aleppo Codex, which was written somewhere around the year uh, 930, uh, although it's missing more than a series of its pages. Right. So this one has more pages in it. Uh, yeah, it, uh, about uh, 2 to 5% uh, are missing. Have you been able to see it? Uh, yes, I actually uh, spent uh, a lot of time with it, like a couple of days uh, from morning to the evening wow. uh, in Geneva a few years ago. Uh, well, what's the feeling like when you read it? Well, it's exciting because, of course, uh, I, I, I can touch something that they've preserved for a millennia, millennium. But it, it's, uh, well, as a scholar, I'm, I'm mostly interested in the, you know, in the, the fact, in the fact and, and, and all the things that we need to check, so uh, the excitement uh, uh, moves aside for the important work. For the research. So looking at this Bible, is it significant? Does it teach us anything? Does it, we learn something from what we didn't know? Well, we use uh, this manuscript, as we use many manuscripts from the 10th century. Not so, not so many because we don't have many. Mm-hmm. But uh, we use the, the exemplary codices of the Masoretic text to try and uh, reconstruct the uh, Masoretic text. And when I say Masoretic, I mean the, the text that the Masoretes, the, the scholars, the Jewish scholars from the 8th to the 10th century, mm. uh, tried to uh, fix. And this is the text that we actually use until this day. Uh, the, in Judaism, it's the standard version, the Ben Asher tradition in the Masoretic studies. Uh, the Masoretic uh, tradition. You know, there's not that many. Uh, how did this codex, or oh, you don't call it codex, how did this, this book survive? Oh, uh, well, it just uh, goes from hand to hand. Uh, we don't know actually most of its uh, whereabouts. We know that uh, it's supposedly written in Israel or Syria in the around the year uh, 900. And then we, we, we know that it was uh, sold in the around uh, 1,000 to uh, um, a merchant from uh, Syria. Mm-hmm. So we know, we know that it was uh, around Syria in the next centuries until um, 1400, I think, that w- when it was uh, moved to a private hand for uh, preservance. And then it was in private hands until the 20th century, but we don't know the whereabouts. Wow. Until in 1929, uh, David Suleiman Sassoon bought it in London. And uh, from then, we can uh, see where it went. Has it been available for research in, in recent years? Um, only in the, in the late uh, years, because after it was sold from Solomon's, uh, Solomon's uh, family. It was sold to uh, the British Rail- Railway Pension Fund. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I guess they just wanted it to like uh, to, to to gain uh, some uh, money from it. But uh, then no one knew where it was, and after that it was sold again. No one knew to to whom. And today we know that it was at the end got to Jackie Safra from Geneva, and then in the late years, like I don't know. Less than 10 years, mm. uh, he approached Professor Yosef uh, Offer from Barilan with uh, very high quality photos of the entire uh, manuscript and uh, wanted him to uh, study it. And this is how I also uh, became acquainted with the, with the manuscript. So now this book has been bought and donated to the Anu Museum. I mean, it could have very easily disappeared again into private hands, and yet it didn't. So what do you think about this? Is this a good place for it? Um, of course, I'm, I'm happy that it's not in uh, private hands and everyone can see. Uh, I hope that they also will have uh, will, will give uh, scholars a way to, to check it for, the, for the, themselves. But uh, right now that we do have all the high-quality photos, it's not that important uh, for scholarship. It's uh, okay. you know it's it's, it's 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 very important to the Jewish people that we did, we do we have it not in private hands. And, uh, and it's uh, the original too. So no, no, of course, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me uh, when you you know the people. There's a lot of legends about some of these books. The Aleppo Codex has legends about it, protecting people who have it. Is there anything connected with this? Anything magical connected with this book? Uh, magical? I don't think so. <laughs> uh, we do know uh, it's not so magical, but we do know that uh, this manuscript met the Aleppo Codex. Because, really? Uh, yeah, because we have at least one Masoretic note written in this uh, manuscript, which was copied from the manu- from the Aleppo Codex uh, to the Codex Sassoon. So wow. uh, we yeah we know that they they've been together for a while. Uh, it was uh, uh, mainly the, the, the work of the second Masoret who worked on this uh, manuscript. We know that we have at, at least two Masoretes who worked on this manuscript. Uh, so uh, it was his brother. That's yes, interesting. So Tell speak. me, is there a, are there other books out there like this one? Um, no. That's least, it. Again, it depends on what is what do you mean by this one. Like, like, these, the, like the Aleppo Codex and like the Sassoon Codex. Yeah, so if you're talking about an entire Bible, uh, the only two entire Bibles uh, before the year uh, 1000 is these two. Wow. The only two. And uh, if, you, if you're talking about an entire Bible that's preserved entirely, yes. the first one is actually Leningrad Codex. Uh, from uh, the year 1008, but uh, it's less uh, accurate and uh, it's less uh, early. So this is the two that are basically the the most uh, exemplary. So this is a fantastic uh, thing for coming to Israel and people will be able to see the original. Uh, Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, and again, everyone can see the original in, in photos uh, from the website. Well, for researchers, that's good as well. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Dr. <laughs> Nuria Klein, for joining us at Khan English Radio. Thank you for having me.